Welcome to the Beauty and Battle podcast, where we talk about winning in marriage by waging a war. I'm Jason Benham. I've got my girlfriend slash wife, Tori Benham, with me, and we are here to talk to you about how Satan tries to get you to fight face-to-face with your spouse, but God designed you to fight shoulder-to-shoulder against Satan so that you can win in your marriage. Fighting together draws you together. We cannot wait to jump in. So here we go. Today we're talking about a really cool subject, and it's something that Tori feels about me every single day. We're talking about the power of desire. Do you desire me still? I do. (laughs) (laughs) See, hey, here's the deal. Tori and I don't rehearse any of this. We just pick a subject and we go on these podcasts. But there is a lot that we want to talk about today in terms of your desire, because if you want a really awesome, incredible relationship, you got to want it. That's right. You got to want it. We did a podcast. I forget which one we did. It was one of our first four on the power of pursuit. And we talk about when you pursue something, you release dopamine in your body. And we Mm -hmm. talked all about how cool that is. Desire is where all that starts. And what's interesting is the longer you're married, sometimes what can happen is that desire begins to wane. Right. And we know exactly how you can get that back. But now, before we jump into that, you know what? I feel bad. I, I just need to let Tori do what she does so well. Start and, with the jokes. Yeah, she's going to jump in and pop out some jokes. <laughs> Give it to us. Are these like marriage jokes? or these? No, these are just like... Just jokes. They're kind of corny jokes, but okay. let's see if I can get you to laugh. Okay. That's right. the goal. Now, mind you, I haven't heard any of these. <laughs> no, you haven't. Right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Control freak. Control freak. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, now <laughs> you can go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I really thought you said, wait, wait, like you messed it up. No. Okay. I'm being a control freak. That's pretty good. Okay. You got me another one? Okay. What kind of exercise do lazy people do? I don't know. Backstroke. Diddly squat. The diddly squat. Okay. <laughs> Very good tour. These are like yes. Sunday school, Baptist yes. vacation Bible school type jokes. You can use these with jokes. your kids over the dinner table tonight. Okay. All right, you got me one more, and then we need to jump into this. What did the buffalo say when his son left? Uh, I have no idea. Bye, son. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I was going to do a pickup line, because I I thought that would be really funny for... Okay, you give me a pickup line, but then i got to say something about bison. Go ahead. Oh, I knew... See, when I I picked that one, I was like, Jason's going to talk about how much he loves bison. Yes, I do. Go ahead. Bison. The bison Bison steak at Ted's Montana Grill. Is amazing, and it's a chain, so it's you, you could to be probably really, get, really healthy for you. Yeah, get a bison steak. Yep, that's Montana Grill. All and right, we went hunting once, and there were bison. Yeah, there. Good job, Tor. <laughs> we almost killed a bison. You remember that time <laughs> where there was a bison? That, that was, was so awesome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay. here's a pickup line. Do you believe in love at first sight, or should I walk by again? <laughs> Wait, do you believe in love at first sight or should you walk by again? Or should I walk by again? Yeah, didn't I say that? Yeah, you did. That was stupid. No, no, it was good. Good job. Okay. Are you doing me one more? One more. Okay. Any chance you have an extra heart? Mine's been stolen. Oh, no, that's a good pickup line. Okay. So use that on your spouse Fist bump. (laughs) Nobody can see it, but we just fist bumped each other. Okay, so now here's the deal. If you listened 
to our episode on pursuit, you will know that I, Jason, lost my overwhelming desire to pursue Tori, and I got it back. I got it back in an incredible way, and God gave me a three-step formula on how to win Tori's heart back. So go back and listen to that. It's called The Power of Pursuit. Can I say one thing? Because this is something I didn't know about podcasts that it would have really been helpful right from the jump. What's that? You can put it at one and a half or 1.75 speed. Or maybe two. uh, Or maybe even two, depending on the amount of time you have to listen. And it's amazing. (laughs) I think most people know I know, I know, but there are some people that don't know that, that this is going to change their entire life. Yes, it will. And I like listening to our podcast on two speed. So tell people how they can do that. Is it, It's just right at the bottom left corner. I don't know. Well, th- yeah. I, I don't know. They Google can figure it. it out. They can figure it out. Okay. So now this whole power of desire is so important in relationship because if you really want it, you'll go get it. And we often do lose our desire. But Tori had a really interesting conversation with a pastor's wife because not only do Tori and I, by God's grace, after 21 years of marriage, we want each other more than ever. We have a desire for a great relationship, but we also desire that our kids love Jesus. And so this is a marriage podcast, but obviously most all of us have kids or want kids at some point. So we will talk about kids as well. And then tell us about that conversation yeah. you had with our good friend, Beth Volk. That's right. So this is our pastor's wife 10 years ago, I think it was. Yeah. Every time we ran into the Volks, they have four kids. We have four kids. They have two boys and two girls. We have two boys and two girls. And so, and they're like the model family. We've just always looked up to them. Their kids are what probably 10, 15 years ahead of our kids. Uh So it's just been one of those families that we've always, we just want to pick their brain because we're like, okay, you're doing something right. They're definitely better parents than us. (laughs) Yeah. They're an amazing family. And so we find that every time we're around them, we're kind of like picking their brains and I think it was like the fourth time we had run into them and we're like, is you had any advice on raising your kids? What are you guys doing? Like what you're doing something right. And they would give us kind of like little tidbits here and there. And so Beth, I remember after several times of picking her brain, she said, you know, Tori, one thing that really stands out to me and is going to get you really, really far with your kids is that you have a desire Mm. for them yeah. To walk in the truth and you have a really strong desire for your kids. Right. That goes a long way. She said, what do you desire more than anything? I said, for our kids to walk in the truth. Yeah. For our kids to love Jesus, for our kids to maintain relationship with us. We, we want a close-knit family and we want them to serve Jesus. And she's like, okay, if that's your desire, you will move towards that. Mm. The greatest advice I can give to you is keep that desire. No. Oh. That's good. That's and so freeing. It, yeah, it was so freeing. And I have thought about it over and over and over again. And then she said, just think about that verse in the Bible that says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And that's in Psalms 37, four. And she said, just keep that desire strong. Mm. And I've never forgotten that. And I think that it's really, really powerful in both marriage and in parenting yeah. that we continue to desire each other in relationship with each other because you move towards that, which you focus on. Oh yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. And two, if you've lost that desire, we talked about the three step plan that God gave us in revelation two on how to get it back. Mm. Remember, repent, redo. So remember how much you loved each other and how far you've fallen from it and then repent for that. And then redo the things you did at first. We talked about that 
in the podcast on Power of Pursuit. But now that we're talking about maintaining your desire, here's the cool thing. Just one little key step, and this is what I found has helped me more than anything. You arouse desire by where you spend your time. Yes. Like the scripture, where your treasure is there, your heart will go also. Right. What's your greatest treasure? Now, none of us would say our greatest treasure is money. Right. Our greatest treasure is our time. Yeah. So whoever I give my time to is where my heart's going to go. Right. And the best way to measure time is in your mind. Yeah. Measure time in your mind. Like, what are you thinking about on exactly. a regular basis? Let yourself think about your spouse. Yes. Like today, here's a challenge. Okay, so I'll give a challenge to the men. Men, today, catch your wife doing something that you normally take for granted and thank her for it. Mm. And actually think about how awesome it is that she does those things. Okay, that's my challenge to the men. You got one for the women? Turn on country music. I think I said Heck this in another yeah. one. Some love songs or what are some things you listen to? What helped cultivate desire in you before you were married? Yeah. Do it now. In which ways were you thinking about them? Was it for me? It's like whenever I'm, I was in the car, I was turning on love songs and country music and I would just start thinking about you. Yeah. And that cultivated a spirit of desire in do me. You for still you still think about me? I do. Really? But I have to cultivate it. Like it's not, I think that life gets really busy fast. And the things that came really natural to you before you were married, you now have to do with intention. Mm. Yeah. And that intention is measured by what you let yourself think mm -hmm. about. Where your treasure is, Yeah, there your heart will go. Yeah. And I think for you and I, the more that we see the spiritual battle that we're in and that marriage is under attack and that our relationship together bring so much fruit in our lives, right? Yeah. Like we think about our kids and, and, and right now even having younger couples over and helping them walk through things that we've been through. We realize just how valuable our marriage is and it makes me really want to be intentional about keeping those desires yeah. prioritized yeah. because I know the value of what we have. Well, you remember um, in my book, and I think you read it, Expert Ownership, yeah. Launching Faith-Filled Entrepreneurs into Greater Freedom and Success. Obviously, that's a business book, but we talk about in the introduction how business is all about relationships. If you're good at relationship, you can be good at business. Mm. Like if, if you're good with people, you will be good at business, period. It just works that way. And then yeah. we list the three Ds. We call it the trifecta of wealth. Those three Ds that will grow your wealth in an extraordinary way. It's discipline, it's diligence, and it's determination. Mm. You have to have those three. And honestly, it, it begins with determination. It's a burning desire in your heart. And if you have that burning desire, the next thing is is to picture it in your mind mm. and go after the sucker, Yeah. right? And so when it starts to wane, you can get it back. We give you a plan on how to do that, but to keep it, that desire is so incredibly important. So ask yourself, do I really desire my spouse like I used to? Yeah. And if you don't, take it to God. Our best podcast on our Expert Ownership podcast, the one that people have downloaded the most and remarked the most on is called Listening Prayer. And Tori and I have incorporated Listening Prayer in our own relationship. And you can listen to one of my former podcasts. I talk about listening prayer on how the Lord spoke to me so incredibly clearly on how I was going to win Tori's heart back. Mm -hmm. And then he sent me to scripture in Revelation 2. And so God was literally speaking to me. And in our business, it's the same way. All of my best ideas come through listening prayer where God speaks. And so I think that when you may be in a situation where you don't desire your spouse like you did when you were dating, and you still should, 
You know, don't buy that freaking lie of, well, when you get married, you know, that old feeling's supposed to go away. Well, yeah, to a point there is because you're going to have routine and you're going to go through some things, right? But you still should want your spouse like you used to. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you're missing the mark. Now, you're not going to feel all Twitter-pated. You know, that's the Disney term right. for all in love Bambi. and butterflies that's and all right. that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, although Tori is feeling that for me right I now, do. I can tell the way she's looking <laughs> at me, guys. I mean, I got this short sleeve shirt on and I'm flexing my biceps. You at the look same like time. you're freezing. I am freezing. But, uh, so it's not like that, but it is, I want her, like she's my best friend. She's like, she wants me. I'm her best friend. And so, but that a hundred percent for in our marriage came through listening prayer. That's right. That's where I was going. Is like I had failed on that mm-hmm. five years into marriage and was like, we were just like normal, you know, on a scale yeah. of one to ten, a six, seven, maybe, maybe an eight on some days. But, but God got that back, and it came through listening prayer, and God will speak to you. So start that. Start listening. Start taking your spouse to the Lord. And let your mind drift toward them. And we have a chapter on desire. What's the chapter called that we have in our book? Well, the chapter that I was going to read something from is chapter three, A Vision of Us. And I just highlighted something. It says, looking back, it was during those times when a vision for our marriage could have energized us to make it through the reality of our marriage. Because that's what happens, right? The vision is replaced by the reality. Yeah. Losing sight of our dream sucked the life right out of us. The picture was there, of course. We just weren't looking at it. Mm. And I think that's a great way to look at it is that there's this picture, right? And when we were dating and when we were moving towards marriage, we were looking at a picture of what we wanted our life to look like and we were moving towards it. And then we got married and it was almost like the picture shifted or changed. You know, it was like, okay, now (laughs) we need to make money. We need, we need to have kids. And there was all these different things we were looking at and we stopped looking at our relationship. Mm -hmm. And when the Lord spoke to you during listening prayer and said, pursue Tori again, it was like, he gave you a picture again to look at and Uh you started to look at it. And then I started to look at it and now it's become like a habit in our marriage that we are focused on our marriage in a way that we, we hadn't been. And so there has to be a moment, I think in your marriage where you ask God, you say, God, can you give me that desire back? Yeah. Right. You have to ask for it and then start looking at your marriage again. Just start looking at it. We have three teenage drivers and nothing has become more evident than you move towards what you're looking at. Yeah, well, that's true. Because, you know, they get a little distracted and we're like swerving off the road. Mike, keep your eyes on the road. You have got to stay focused, right? And in marriage, it's the same thing. You got to keep looking at your marriage. Yeah. Stop, you know, stop, um, stop, stop looking at it. (laughs) look and listen. Okay. Yes. I love that. I think more than ever, the main takeaway is desire your spouse. (laughs) Yes. There's another thing that we talked about in this chapter about the notebook. It's... Oh, yeah. When Noah talking to Allie. Yes. There's this scene in the notebook and it's like my favorite scene. Am I allowed to admit that I actually enjoyed that movie? How can you not? I mean, there are some... Yeah. It's a little chick flicky. But it's just such a cool picture of a couple who fights for each other. Yeah. Like they're just fighting the whole movie long, but they're fighting for each other. And in the end, 
it's uh, should yeah. I, I I can't say the end oh, right because yeah. that's gonna ruin it for some people. But Spoiler alert. It's just a beautiful picture of a marriage that lasted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, there was some not so good things in there. Yeah. So watch it on VidAngel. Of Vid course, Angel it's Hollywood. Yeah, definitely watch it on VidAngel. But there's this scene, and I love it. Should I read that yeah, part? Yeah, yeah, do, do we it. have a minute to do, do that? This, this from what chapter in our book? Chapter 3, A Vision of Us, on page 24. So in the middle of a heated exchange, Noah says, will you do something for me, please? Will you picture your life for me 30 years from now? What's it look like? If it's with that guy, go. I lost you once. I think I could do it again if I thought it was what you really wanted. Stop thinking about what everybody else wants. What do you want? This is my favorite scene in the movie because the two are fighting like they always do, but Noah makes it clear he's fighting for Allie, and he knows that Allie needs to see the future as he sees it if it's going to work out. We move towards that, which we focus on. Hmm. And what Noah was doing is he's like, what do you desire? Because if you don't desire me, this is not going to work out. Like, I need to know what you want. Like, you have to know what you want. Yeah. I yeah. just love how he's pulling that out of her. Like, what do you want? Yeah. What, what do, do you, you want? Really what do you want? want? And she's like, I don't know what I want. Because she's trying to please everybody. And he's like, well, you better figure out what you want. Because if we're going to work out, you need to want me. Mm. And I just think that's such a powerful scene because it's so true in marriage. Like, you've got to know what you want. Do you right. want a really strong relationship? Do you want a marriage where you still have desire for one another and you still are pursuing and responding? Yeah. Well, if you don't, then that's where you got to start. Start with asking God to give you that want back. Start with desire. Yeah. And watch where that takes you. I like it. Okay. I think that's good. That's good good for this. And I want to end this with a little question. Oh, yes. You got one for me, Tor? Okay. Okay. So I don't know. See, our good buddy, Larry, he got us on Own It or Loan It on the expert ownership podcast, which I like that we go to own it or loan it. And he'll say something like collard greens. Yeah. Do you own it or loan it? I like the idea of I do or I don't for this. Okay. But better than that, I think I like the idea of would you rather? Yeah. So, we do yeah. these with our kids all okay, the time. So give these me are... some would, would you rather just give me one of them. Okay. Would you rather have a foot for a face or worms come out oh, that... of your nose every time you sneeze? That's disgusting. Disgusting. Well, I mean, what would you rather? I mean, give me something coming out of my nose. That's uh, what I'm saying. Then a because, foot for a face. Because you can always sneeze into like a napkin or something. Let the worms out. Oh, in that's a napkin. disgusting. I hate that even thought. Oh, it's gross. Yeah, these okay. are kind of funny. Maybe I should pick out the next one. All right. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we can't wait to see you until next time. In the meantime, God has made you to fight with your spouse, shoulder to shoulder, not against your spouse, face to face. And you can find beauty in battle when you fight like that because fighting together draws you together. Boom. Boom. Boom.